section seventy one of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march tappan section seventy one how kiartan of iceland became a christian about one thousand from the lax dealer's saga there were ten icelanders together who went with kiartan on his journey and none would part with him for the sake of the love they bore him so with this following kiartan went to the ship and kalf asgirson greeted them warmly kiartan and boli took a great many goods with them abroad they now got ready to start and when the wind blew they sailed out along bergfirth with a light and good breeze and then out to sea they had a good journey and got to norway to the northwards and fell in with men there and asked for tidings they were told that change of lords over the land had befallen in that earl hakon had fallen and king olaf tryggvason had come in and all norway had fallen under his power king olaf was ordering a change of faith in norway and the people took to it most unequally kiartan and his companions took their craft up to nadaris at that time many icelanders had come to norway who were men of high degree there lay beside the landing stage three ships all owned by icelanders one of the ships belonged to brand the bounteous son of vermund thorgrimson and another ship belonged to hafred the troublebard the third ship belonged to two brothers one named biarni and the other thorhall they were sons of broad river skeggy out of flea live in the east all these men had wanted to go west to iceland that summer but the king had forbidden all these ships to sail because the icelanders would not take the new faith that he was preaching all the icelanders greeted kiartan warmly but especially brand as they had known each other already before the icelanders now took counsel together and came to an agreement among themselves that they would refuse this faith that the king preached and all the men previously named bound themselves together to do this kiartan and his companions brought their ship up to the landing-stage and unloaded it and disposed of their goods king olaf was then in the town he heard of the coming of the ship and that men of great account were on board it happened one fair weather day in the autumn that the men went out of the town to swim in the river nid kiartan and his friends saw this then kiartan said to his companions that they should also go and disport themselves that day they did so there was one man who was by much the best at this sport kiartan asked boli if he felt willing to try swimming against the townsmen boli answered i don't think i am a match for him i cannot think where your courage can now have got to said kiartan so i shall go and try boli replied that you may do if you like kiartan then plunges into the river and up to this man who is the best swimmer and drags him forth with thunder and keeps him down for a while and then lets him go up again and when they had been up for a long while this man suddenly clutches kiartan and drags him under and they keep down for such a time as kiartan thought quite enough when up they come a second time not a word had either to say to the other 
the third time they went down together and now they keep under for much the longest time and kiartan now misdoubted him how this play would end and thought he had never before found himself in such a tight place but at last they come up and strike out for the bank then said the townsman who is this man kiartan told him his name the townsman said you are very deft at swimming are you as good at other deeds of prowess as at this kiartan answered rather coldly it was said when i was in iceland that the others kept pace with this one but now this one is not worth much the townsman replied it makes some odds with whom you have had to do but why do you not ask me anything kiartan replied i do not want to know your name the townsman answered you are not only a stalwart man but you bear yourself very proudly as well but none the less you shall know my name and with whom you have been having a swimming match here is olaf the king the son of trigvi kiartan answered nothing but turned away forthwith without his cloak he had a kirtle of red scarlet the king was then well-nigh dressed he called to kiartan and bade him not go away so soon kiartan turned back but rather slowly the king then took a very good cloak off his shoulders and gave it to kiartan saying he should not go back cloakless to his companions kiartan thanked the king for the gift and went to his own men and showed them the cloak his men were nowise pleased at this for they thought kiartan had got too much into the king's power but matters went on quietly the weather set in very hard that autumn and there was a great deal of frost the season being cold the heathen men said it was not to be wondered at that the weather should be so bad it is all because of the new-fangled ways of the king and this new faith that the gods are angry the icelanders kept all together in the town during the winter and kiartan took mostly the lead among them on the weather taking a turn for the better many people came to the town at the summons of king olaf many people had become christians in thranholm yet there were a great many more who withstood the king one day the king had a meeting out at irar and preached the new faith to men along harangue and telling the people of thranholm had a whole host of men and in turn offered battle to the king the king said they must know that he had greater things to cope with than fighting there with churls out of thranholm then the good men lost heart and gave the whole case into the king's power and many people were baptized then and there after that the meeting came to an end that same evening the king sent men to the lodgings of the icelanders and bade them get sure knowledge of what they were saying they did so they heard much noise within then kiartan began to speak and said to boley how far are you willing kinsmen to take this new faith the king preaches i certainly am not willing thereto said boley for their faith seems to me to be most feeble kiartan said did ye not think the king was holding out threats against those who should be unwilling to submit to his will boley answered it certainly seemed to me that he spoke out very clearly that they would have to take exceedingly hard treatment at his hands i will be forced under no one's thumb said kiartan while i have power to stand up and wield my weapons i think it most unmanly too to be taken like a lamb in a fold or a fox in a trap i think that is a better thing to choose if a man must die in any case to do first some such deed as shall be held aloft for a long time afterwards boley said what will you do i will not hide it from you kiartan replied i will burn the king in his hall 
there is nothing cowardly in that said bowley but this is not likely to come to pass as far as i can see the king i take it is one of great good luck and his guardian spirit mighty and besides he has a faithful guard watching both day and night kiartan said that what most men failed in was daring however valiant they might otherwise be bowley said it was not so certain who would have to be taunted for want of courage in the end but here many men joined in saying that was but an idle talk now when the king's spies had overheard this they went away and told the king all that had been said the next morning the king wished to hold a meeting and summoned all the icelanders to it and when the meeting was opened the king stood up and thanked men for coming all those who were his friends and had taken the new faith then he called to him for a parley the icelanders the king asked them if they would be baptized but they gave little reply to that the king said they were making for themselves the choice that would answer the worst but by the way who of you thought it the best thing to do to burn me in my hall then kiartan answered you no doubt think that he who did say it would not have the pluck to confess it but here you can see him i can indeed see you said the king man of no small counsels but it is not fated for you to stand over my head done to death by you and you have done quite enough that you should be prevented making a vow to burn more kings in their houses yet for the reason of being taught better things than you know and because i do not know whether your heart was in your speech and that you have bravely acknowledged it i will not take your life it may also be that you follow the faith the better the more outspoken you are against it and i can also see this that on the day you let yourself be baptized of your own free will several ships crews will on that day also take the faith and i think it likely to happen that your relations and friends will give much heed to what you speak to them when you return to iceland and it is in my mind that you kiartan will have a better faith when you return from norway than you had when you came hither go now in peace and safety wheresoever you like from the meeting for the time being you shall not be tormented into christianity for god says that he wills that no one shall come to him unwillingly good cheer was made at the king's speech though mostly from the christian men but the heathen left it to kiartan to answer as he liked kiartan said we thank you king that you grant safe peace unto us and the way whereby you may most surely draw us to take the faith is on the one hand to forgive us great offences and on the other to speak in this kindly manner on all matters in spite of your this day having us and all our concerns in your power even as it pleases you now as for you myself i shall receive the faith in norway on that understanding alone that i shall give some little worship to thor the next winter when i get back to iceland then the king said and smiled it may be seen from the mien of kiartan that he puts more trust in his own weapons and strength than in thor and odin then the meeting was broken up after a while many men egged the king on to force kiartan and his followers to receive the faith and thought it unwise to have so many heathen men near about him the king answered wrathfully and said he thought there were many christians who were not nearly so well behaved as was kiartan or his company either and for such one would have long to wait the king caused many profitable things to be done that winter he had a church built in the market town greatly enlarged 
this church was finished at christmas then kiartan said they should go so near the church that they might see the ceremonies of this faith the christians followed and many fell in saying that would be right good pastime kiartan with his following and boley went to the church in that train was also halfred and many other icelanders the king preached the faith before the people and spoke both long and tellingly and the christians made good cheer at his speech and when kiartan and his company went back to their chambers a great deal of talk arose as to how they had liked the looks of the king at this time which christians accounted of as the next greatest festival for the king said so that we might hear that this night was born the lord in whom we are now to believe if we do as the king bids us kiartan says so greatly was i taken with the looks of the king when i saw him for the first time that i knew at once that he was a man of the highest excellence and that feeling has kept steadfast ever since when i have seen him at folk meetings and that but by much the best however i like the looks of him to-day and i cannot help thinking that the turn of our concerns hangs altogether on our believing him to be the true god in whom the king bids us to believe and the king cannot by any means be more eager in wishing that i take this faith than i am to let myself be baptized the only thing that puts off my going straightway to see the king now is that the day is far spent and the king i take it is now at table but that day will be delayed on which we companions will let ourselves be baptized boley took to this kindly and bade kiartan alone look to their affairs the king had heard of this talk between kiartan and his people before the tables were cleared away for he had his spies in every chamber of the heathen the king was very glad at this and said and kiartan has come true the saw high tides best for happy signs and the first thing the next morning early when the king went to church kiartan met him in the street with a great company of men kiartan greeted the king with great cheerfulness and said he had a pressing errand with him the king took his greeting well and said he had had a thoroughly clear news as to what his errand must be and that matter will be easily settled by you kiartan begged they should not delay fetching the water and said that a great deal would be needed the king answered and smiled yes kiartan said he on this matter i do not think your eager-mindedness would part us not even if you put the price higher still after that kiartan and boley were baptized and all their crew and a multitude of other men as well this was on the second day of yule before holy service after that the king invited kiartan to his yule feast with boley his kinsman it is the tale of most men that kiartan on the day he laid aside his white baptismal robes became a liegeman of the king's he and boley both halfred was not baptized that day for he made it a point that the king himself should be his godfather so the king put it off till the next day kiartan and boley stayed with olaf the king the rest of the winter the king held kiartan before all other men for the sake of his race and manly prowess and it is by all people said that kiartan was so winsome that he had not a single enemy within the court every one said that there had never before come from iceland such a man as kiartan boley was also one of the most stalwart of men and was held in high esteem by all good men the winter now passes away and as spring came on men got ready for their journeys each as he had a mind to end of section seventy one
this recording is in the public domain